Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Yes, it's a rerun, but but going through old uh, six to seven years ago shows and topics and things that might shed light on what's happening today, and also the comparing and contrasting of headlines is bizarre. Anyway, a um, lot, of, lot of nuggets in what I'm going to play today. Uh, so, of course, you have to listen. I hope you do on this Friday show. Make sure you join the fourth hour roundtable. You only have a week to do so. Go to the top tab, fourth hour uh, on katedallyradio.com and be part of this elite group. Really appreciate that because you're going to love it. Uh, I think this is going to be a fantastic group. It's never been done before on a live radio show. And uh, to have your participation and you sort of be able to have, to be involved in a live radio show. I mean, really, that's what we're doing with the, you know, behind the scenes. And it's going to be amazing. Anyway, fourth hour. Um, and then also just make sure you take advantage of the MyPillow uh, flash sale. Um, that is uh, slippers for $39, $110 off. Take advantage of that because I would get them aside for Father's Day and Mother's Day because they have so many styles of slippers. They're amazing. You're, you're there. It's such a great gift. And you're get, grabbing them for 39 bucks right now. It's a total flash sale for 48 hours. I think it ends on Saturday. So make sure that you grab those. All right. So onward and upward with topics from the show and things that we covered so many years ago. It really is kind of fascinating, isn't it? Here is Karen Huday from the World Bank. She passed away uh, a couple of years ago, I think, um, or just recently, I think, within the last several years. And uh, so here she is, a guest on the show, talking to investigator Dave and I about the World Bank and about some other curious items that you'll want to hear about, too. That I came out with, um, mm-hmm. it was it was who I got to know and who got to know me. Mm. I was brought into the World Bank by um, the lawyer who had been the lawyer for OPEC, the oh, wow. oversee, um, the Organization for Petroleum Exporting mm-hmm. Countries. And what I learned at the World Bank was um, how to get uh, people to work together in coalitions. Mm. And the World Bank is many, many things, but it turns out that it's actually sitting on the world's monetary gold reserves. It was uh, created so that after 50 years, the um, countries who are members of the World Bank, it's like a big cooperative, Mm -hmm. could decide what to do with the gold that belongs to all the people of the world. They are the beneficiaries of this trust. Hmm. And that was kept secret. I didn't even know about that trust. Wow. It's called the Global Debt Facility, but now I'm actually the lawyer for that trust because Mm. I got to know all of the different uh, countries, and they realized that I didn't have my own agenda. Mm -hmm. The only agenda I had was to have the World Bank work the way it was designed to work. And what happened is that this group that uh, has bought up all the media, it actually has a name now. It's called the Network of Global Corporate Control. Mm. And the people that named it that uh, were three mathematicians who uh, studied who owns all the companies on the capital markets. Uh, They uh, were actually the uh, person who did the most work on that was uh, somebody named Glatzelder, and he was getting his thesis. Uh, And what he did was he found out that all of these companies are actually one company. So when we say the banks that are too big to fail, they're actually all just one bank. The bank. And at the very heart of it is something called the Bank for International Settlements, which is the the group of central banks. But they're not government. 
they're private. So the Federal Reserve, everybody likes to think it's a government agency. It is not. It's mm -hmm. a private bank, and it's part and parcel of this group of banks. And I didn't know any of this when mm -hmm. I was in the World Bank, but what I did know was that the World Bank was um, not it was it was covering things up and so what i got into trouble for uh and what actually caused me to get fired uh was the fact that they were covering up corruption in the philippines i had been assigned to the philippines hmm. and that's actually where all the gold is it's buried in the philippines wow you know so, it, and, and i was i was actually mad at uh ibrahim <laughs> shihada for reassigning me from the middle east because i had been working on jordan um as the country lawyer and i was very interested in peace in the middle east and i didn't want to move but you know he knew <laughs> why it was important for me to move to the philippines and so sure enough you know Sooner or later, um, I just have a nose for uncovering corruption. I can't uh, describe mm -hmm. what that is, but there, there hasn't been a job that I've had that I haven't uncovered corruption and gotten <laughs> into trouble for doing that. Wow. <laughs> That's just the way I, I am. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I love it. I love that you're that way, though, because that means that you're on top of it, and I like that. I, I like that about people. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I, when I, I listened to one of your lectures, and I thought, the Philippines! Of all places, yeah. you know, we hear China, uh, we're talking Russia, Switzerland yeah. and mm -hmm. London and all these other, the Philippines. Why the Philippines? And, and so yeah. I, I did some looking into that. And my gosh, Karen, you're right. There's a tremendous I, amount exactly. of gold you know that was I, there. I just found out because it's kind of like peeling away a, an onion. Mm -hmm. And the best way to describe my role is not really whistleblower. It's, um, you know, there's this picture of um, the switchboard operator who's um, getting the lines all tangled up. I'm sitting in the very heart of the international financial system, which is where the World Bank and the IMF are. They were created at the end of World War II. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just sort of passing the information f from one side to the other. Uh, and the group that I'm actually really working for is 188 ministers of finance on the board of governors of the World Bank and IMF. Hmm. And the people that I'm gathering the information from, that's the whole world. Because after I was fired, um, one of the things that I knew was that if the World Bank didn't start playing by the rules, that we were going to end up in World War III. Because a political scientist named Yasik Kugler, who had been working um, on developing this model for the Department of Defense, came to the World Bank in 2004, and he said, Karen, we have five years to prevent a nuclear war in the Middle East, and that is Syria. Mm -hmm. That is Syria. And um, when I started working together with all of the whistleblowers at the World Bank, um, and they are all, you know, we've stayed in touch, and the countries that they that they belong to have also stayed in touch and i have just been passing the information from one side to the other and when one of the whistleblowers in the united kingdom um named elaine colville and i got our statements up on the uk parliament website this very powerful model started predicting that we were going to have rule of law and that's 90 to 95 percent accurate wow. it predicted that the coalitions would form that we now see the BRICS. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, the United the States is going to – sorry, go ahead, David. I'm sorry, the BIIS, is that part of it? They're 
the heart of the network of global corporate control, and that mm. group is has gone down in flames. What happened in uh, in April of 2015 is that the, this uh, 188 ministers of finance put that group into receivership because that group issued bonds in the 30s. They're called Treaty of Versailles bonds, mm -hmm. oh. and they issued um, over $200 trillion worth of those bonds. The reason they did that was they were buying up gold from the elites. Hmm. And those okay. bonds have been um, compounding interest. They're now worth more than two quadrillion dollars, and they're in this trust that's called the Global Debt Facility. So when we talk about country debt, that's really just a big scam because those banks that are charging us interest on our currency, um, they're printing the currency, and then they're charging us interest on it. They get to keep the difference between what it costs to print the paper and the face amount of the bill, and then they charge us interest on it. That's just a scan. That's just a Ponzi <laughs> yeah. scheme. Wow. But yeah, they, actually, they actually issued all of these bonds that are held in this trust, and those bonds are now worth over two quadrillion dollars. So those banks that are too big to fail, that go around terrorizing everybody, they're just paper tigers. They're nothing. The real gold in the world, as I said, is in this trust that's administered by the Board of Governors. And that group decided that they were going to put this network of global corporate control into receivership because they owe us more money than we owe them. And the only thing that's keeping us from just getting rid of this scam, it's just one big, huge scam, mm -hmm. is the fact that we're not paying attention. There are all these distractions. You were talking about the distraction mm -hmm. of the shooting. Yes. There, there, right now, it's like a four-ring circus. <laughs> There's more going on than you've ever imagined. And that's because this network of global corporate control, which is dominating the news mm -hmm. doesn't want you to hear this very simple fact that they are out of it. They're mm -hmm. done for. Yeah, that it's a house of cards. We don't see it. Well, and, yeah. and, and but the thing is, people um, don't realize what's going on. And the most important thing that's going on right now, don't forget, I'm sitting in the middle of this whole big system and I'm taking advice from people. And about uh, two months ago, um, a fellow named Mark uh, Dylan came to me and said, Karen, you don't have to put up with this stuff. You can do something called a commercial lien. And I know a guy who's an expert on that, and he'll show you how to do it. That's using the common law. Hmm. What you do is you write an affidavit of what the facts are. Mm -hmm. And I had already proven the fact that all the world's gold is held by the World Bank and IMF. I did something called a notarial pro uh, protest. That was back in February. That was how we were able to put the uh, network of global corporate control into receivership. But I didn't know the next step, and so Mark showed me. What you do is you write an affidavit, and then you send it to people who have harmed you, and you say, okay, tell me what I said that's wrong. If you can't, um, you know, and we can even go in front of a jury. And you send that to them three times, and if they don't rebut what you said, then those facts are considered to be proven. And so everything I'm talking about, this gold in the mm -hmm. global debt facility, I wrote that in my affidavit. And I sent it to all the people that were preventing the gold from coming out and being used 
for our currency instead of the paper currencies. And the thing about Utah is it's one of the four states that recognize gold and silver as the true currency. Yes. yes. Oklahoma, Utah, Texas, and Louisiana. You're right. Wow. So, you, you know, you guys should understand that what we're trying to do is we're trying to take the world's gold, mm-hmm. most of which is buried in the Philippines, and print that into all the nation's currencies. We're not talking about a one-world order. Mm-hmm. Every nation has its own separate gold currency. Plus, we're going to have local currencies. All of the villages and towns can issue, the, the merchants in the towns can issue their own currency, which will give um, a leg up for all the local merchandise. Just, like, not before 19, just like before 1913. That's right. That's exactly right. We're taking down the Fed. And, and what's happened with this, this process is that um, – so I sent this commercial lien to all the people that were blocking the, um, the gold from coming out. Wait till you hear who is in default. And what happens when they're in default? They're in bankruptcy. Let me tell you who's bankrupt. Barack Obama. Joe Biden, mm. uh, John McHugh, he's the Secretary of the Army, right. uh, a fellow named John Reimer, who's the Inspector General of the Department of Defense. And what I, what I did um, just early this morning was I finished filing some of the liens. I haven't, I haven't uh, what you do is you put them in UCC. These people have no more credit. Barack Obama is not going to be able to go and buy a car now. Interesting. That was Karen Huday from the World Bank. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. You're going to want to hear some of these. This was seven years ago. Can you believe that? This was said seven years ago. Be right back.